Good evening. Our Psalms tonight are Psalm 47 and 48, which are on page 398 through page 400. Um, towards the end, we'll go to the intercession on page 590. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and merciful, most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 47 on page 398. O clap your hands together, all ye peoples. O sing unto God with the voice of melody. For the Lord is high and to be feared. He is the great King upon all the earth. He shall subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose out an heritage for us, even the excellency of Jacob, whom he loved. God has gone up with a merry noise, and the Lord with the sound of the trump. O oh, sing praises, sing praises unto our God. O oh, sing praises, sing praises unto our King. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. God reigneth over the nations. God sitteth upon his holy seat. The princes of the peoples are joined unto the people of the God of Abraham. For God, which is very high exalted, doth defend the earth as it were with a shield. Great is the Lord, and highly to be praised, in the city of our God, even upon his holy hill. The hill of Sion is a fair place, and the joy of the whole earth. Upon the north side lieth the city of the great king. God is well known in her palaces as a sure refuge. For lo, the kings of the earth were gathered and gone by together. 
They marveled to see such things. They were astonished and suddenly cast down. Fear came there upon them, and sorrow, as upon a woman in her travail. Thou dost break the ships of the sea through the east wind. Like as we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God. God upholdeth the same forever. We wait for thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. O God, according to thy name, so is thy praise unto the world's end. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. Let the Mount Sion rejoice, and the daughters of Judah be glad, because of thy judgments. Walk about Zion, and go round about her, and tell the towers thereof. Mark well her bulwarks, consider her palaces, that ye may tell them that come after. For this God is our God for ever and ever. He shall be our guide unto death. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second chapter of the book of Daniel. Now in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, and his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. Then the king gave the command to call the magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king, and the king said to them, I have had a dream, and my spirit is anxious to know the dream. Then the Chaldeans spoke to the king in Aramaic, saying, O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we will give the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, My decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me and its interpretation, you shall be cut in pieces, and your houses shall be made in ashy. However, if you tell the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. Therefore tell me the dream and its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter. Therefore no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such things of any magician, astrologer, or Chaldean. It is a difficult thing that a king requests, and there is no other who can tell it to the king, except the gods, whose dwelling is not with flesh. For this reason the king was angry and very furious, and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went out, and they began killing the wise men and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Here endeth the first lesson. Deacon Bob, you're muted. Thank you for that. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Pray, guard the lowliness of his handmaiden, 
For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twentieth chapter of the Book of Acts. After the uproar had ceased, Paul called the disciples to himself, embraced them, and departed to go to Macedonia. Now when he had gone over that region and encouraged them with many words, he came to Greece and stayed three months. And when the Jews plotted against him as he was about to sail to Syria, he decided to return through Macedonia. And Sopater of Berea accompanied him to Asia, also Aristarchus and Secundus of the Thessalonians and Gaius of Derby, and Timothy, Tychicus, and Trophimus of Asia. These men going ahead waited for us at Troas, but we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and in five days joined them at Troas, where we stayed seven days. Now on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together. And in a window sat a certain young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep. He was overcome by sleep, and as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. But Paul went down, fell on him, and embracing him said, Do not trouble yourselves, for his life is in him. Now when he had come up, had broken bread and eaten, and talked a long while, even till daybreak he departed. And they brought the young man in alive, and they were not a little comforted. Then we went ahead to the ship and sailed to Assos, there intending to take Paul on board, for so he had given orders, intending himself to go on foot. And when he met us at Assos, we took him on board and came to Mytilene. We sailed from there, and the next day came opposite Chios, the following day we arrived at Samos and stayed at Trogillium. The next day we came to Miletus, for Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he would not have to spend time in Asia, for he was hurrying to be in Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, O Lord, we beseech thee, that the course of this world may be so peaceably offered by, ordered by thy govern, governance, that the church may joyfully serve thee in all godly quietness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, Amen. our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. It's interesting in our passage in Acts tonight, we have a teenage boy sitting in a window and it talks about the flames and the fumes and him falling asleep and um, falling to his death. And then Paul um, uh, prays and, and says the life is in him. And uh, a couple points uh, just on that one part I wanted to make, uh, especially is that uh, some people have said that the boy may not have been dead and Paul just revived him. But remember this is uh, written by um, Luke and Luke was a doctor and Luke said the boy was dead. And so we have to trust that Luke would know whether somebody was alive or dead or not. Uh, brings to mind uh, the kind of sermon that Paul was preaching, that you would fall asleep and fall out a window. And just reminded me of a story I heard when I was a young boy in the Episcopal Church and uh, walking out and somebody told the minister that this, his uh, sermon was like the peace and love of God. And the minister said, thank you, but can you say more about that? And so I understand. He goes, yes. Uh, the peace that passeth understanding and the love which is never ending. So um, you don't want to give a sermon that long and <clears throat> uh, have people falling out of windows. But um, this this idea of uh, raising someone from the dead, this isn't the first time for our God to do that. I wanted to remind you a week ago, we read from Lamentations. And what we read was, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. So what we see in our two passages tonight is we, we see people who have obviously their desires and, and them wanting to live uh, peacefully and, and they have this um, ordinary faith that they do. And by ordinary, I mean it's steadfast. It's not, um, it's not, uh, not a solid faith, it's just ordinary. So we have Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. 
And they exercised a steadfast, ordinary faith when they chose not to defile themselves eating the king's food. Um, and they're going to be called into their bold faith, face, excuse me, faith. And they'll face lions and fire and immediate execution if the king's dream is not revealed and interpreted. A point I wanted to make about that is, you know, what the the Chaldeans, which were kind of the, the advisors and magicians, they said no one can do this except the gods. So it's probably good to keep in mind that um, this is not a new thing for our God, this interpreting the dream business. We remember Joseph and the dreams of Pharaoh. So um, this is something that they I mentioned they will be called. And so now we see Paul. And Paul, of course, had ordinary faith. And his bold faith started um, when he started persecuting Christians. He was so zealous for the Lord. But then the Holy Spirit got a hold of him, and we can see his zealousness for Jesus at this time. But Paul had desires. And what we see in Acts, he had a desire to get to Jerusalem, and he wanted to get there for the Passover. But he realized as he's doing the work of uh, God in the churches, he wasn't going to make it for the Passover. But he did want to try to make it um, and by the Pentecost. And so I think there's a, uh, as a Christian, we have to balance our desires with the call of God and our work for God. And so, yeah, we do have uh, uh, desire or goals and desires. And, you know, I think of one is I have a nine-year-old granddaughter. And so one of my goals is to, to be at her wedding. Um, I want to know that she's there and I don't want to need diapers while I'm there. But, you know, I can't say that uh, that's going to happen. She's nine years old. I don't know if and when she'll get married or how long I'll be here. I might be called to something bolder uh, by God before then. And so I have my desire, but I also have to balance that with my call and, and uh, possible bold, boldness that God will call me to or to call me home. So at the same time, I have to submit to God's will because he, he does have other plans. So in the meantime, as Christians, we're called to remain steadfast in our prayer, to continue in ordinary faith until we're called to bold faith. And when that time comes, it's important and, and hope that, as Isaiah said at his call, when, when he was called, he said, here am I, send me. And when we receive the call to bold faith, to have the same heart and mind as this same Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, now known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, under threat of the fiery furnace, um, when the king said, not even your God can save you. And they said, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from bur the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, and we will not worship the gold image which you have set up. So that's when we're called into boldness, and uh, that's when um, the ordinariness of our faith and the steadfastness pays off. So once again, it's an encouragement for us to remain steadfast, to remain in prayer, and one more comment on that that I was thinking about is is the reward of that. Sometimes it's, I think I mentioned the other day on Thursday, it's not always extrinsic or external, but the reward is uh, intrinsic, and it's just the, the peace and knowledge of God. God. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. And we experience that peace as we, as we remain in our steadfast faith. I'd like to continue with the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, 
and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our supplications at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In particular, we beseech thee to continue thy gracious protection to us this night. Defend us from all dangers and mischiefs and from the fear of them, that we may enjoy such refreshing sleep as may fit us for the duties of the coming day. And grant us grace always to live in such a state that we may never be afraid to die so that, living and dying, we may be thine, through the merits and satisfaction of thy Son, Christ Jesus, in whose name we offer up our imperfect prayers. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you to my co-leader, Robert. Have an excellent Saturday evening, and I'll look forward to uh, receiving the, the uh, Eucharist tomorrow. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Happy Saturday. Thank you. Thank you.